This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. in the igloo we are live from the igloo i've been dying all day to say that (laughs) i'm excited the new igloo sound studio because one of us actually we got some space (laughs) and this is really really fun because i'm we're outside and it's no november now that's just crazy it is go global warming (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, China. Uh, uh, we are into November. We have just finished up the G1 tournament. Kota Ibushi going back-to-back wins. Uh, my brother actually predicted that. The G1 tournament going back quite a while. Uh, its original predecessor, the World League tournament, before 1990, uh, largely... Dominated by Antonio Inoki. A uh, couple Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant notable winners in the older tournament. Um, but yeah, Ibushi winning a second tournament. Uh, one of few people to win two tournaments and one of the only three to do back-to-backs himself. And uh, Hiroshi Tenzan, who won it in 03 and 04. Uh, also in 06, he's a three-time champion. Uh, Saiji Sakaraguchi won it in the old tournament. <laughs> Don't know if that counts. And Masahiro Chono is the other person to win back-to-back. Mr. G1 himself with a total of five G1 wins. Which is still a crazy, crazy number. Unprecedented. Uh, Tenzan coming in second with number three, and then Ibushi tying for two wins. Other big winners, Tanahashi, of course, with three wins. Yeah. The ace. Okada, also two wins. Uh, Riki Chosu with two wins. Kensugi Sake with two wins. And, of course, Tetsuya Naito <laughs> with two wins himself. Uh, so, Ibushi joined a pretty prestigious club with two G1 wins. Uh, it's pretty unheard of for somebody to win a G1 tournament, never mind two and winning back-to-back. And just going through that as an athlete, the G1 tournament is a grueling night-in, night-out, 20-minute battle, so to put your body through that two years in a row is impressive. Speaking of putting your body through things, <laughs> rough, rough segue, uh, elephant in the room that's been going around internet lately is the clip of the unfortunate gentleman who, as I've heard it called by Shane Helms, and we're going to talk about it, uh, grasshopper his legs. Backyard wrestler in a makeshift ring, you know, living out his dream. 
jump comes out, you know, in his NWO shirt, gets up on the top rope and poses and jumps down and shatters both of his legs like oh, horribly. Like it it makes the Sid Vicious look uh, like break look weak. Oh, oh like I remember seeing it and not understanding how a human body could bend that way because it's just not right and a lot of people there's been a lot of conflicting opinions on it some people you know no oh, he deserved it and some people feel really sorry for him there's a GoFundMe if you want to help this poor guy out he's i guess his legs are pretty fucked up badly he might have to have them amputated he's like twenty thousand dollars for the surgeries i'm gonna kind of kind of come at it from the perspective of Man, when they say don't try this at home, don't try this at home, people. Uh, I have watched it from the perspective of a properly trained professional wrestler, and there's like three or four deadly mistakes he makes. Doing A, he doesn't have, he's wearing running, he's wearing uh, work boots. They're not proper wrestling shoes. When he jumps down, his hips are turned, and he's turning them as he lands, so his weight is shifting while he's landing. He stiff legs his knees, and not to be a dick or anything, but he is not a physically fit gentleman and should not have been climbing up on the top rope and jumping down from there at his age. Yeah, um, it's, it's like me doing it and expecting to get up. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And I'm not being mean to this guy. I, I realize, you know, everybody wants to live the dream. Been there. Do that. But you got to do things the right way. If my dream is to parachute and me and my buddies have some beers, go down to the local airplane gub and say, buddy, we're going to give you some money. Take us up on your prop job plane. And we come up with some homemade parachutes and we dive out, we're probably going to shatter some pelvises. <laughs> if your dream is to be a race car driver, and you don't even know how to drive, you go down to the local track, have a couple beers, <laughs> say, hey, buddy, you know, me and my buddies want to race your race car, and we jump in, and we go squealing down the track, and you rest it up. You know, I'm all for people chasing their dreams, but some things are serious events that you gotta take seriously axe throwing is fun if you start winging axes around willy nilly people are gonna start losing fingers and toes and eyeballs in a fast <laughs> hurry so even when you're chasing your dreams you gotta keep your feet on the ground and your mind in the game people uh, that being said there is a gun fund me online if you would like to help that poor unfortunate gentleman and people have been donating and this guy's life will not will not be the same after after this yeah i'm by no means saying this guy deserved it i i never wish harm on anybody i wish he had not made the poor choices that took him down the road and i hope his unfortunate situation will make people stop and think that man maybe i shouldn't be jumping around in a ring that me and my buddies made after we had a few beers in the backyard. Uh, it's a cautionary tale. Um, and I hope he does get better. It would be great yeah. to hear that. But, you know, don't try this at home, guys.
Boy, I wish I had a less downer segue than that. <laughs> um, lately, there's been a lot of talk about world championships and uh, versus territories. And I don't know if people understand how popular some of the old territories were versus new companies. And I'm not saying that new companies... There's always this big, fiery debate over new wrestling's better, old wrestling's better. All of it's great. Just all of it's great. Everybody likes their own stuff, and you can pick your own stuff. That's what's fantastic about it. But the idea that some of it is so much better than the other just really uh, isn't true. I've been doing some research throughout the ages... Uh, comparing different events for different companies from time periods. And I'm going to go on a bit of a rant. Share those numbers. Uh, I've compared house attendance from events, like ticket sales, uh, just the sheer numbers, because it's tough to compare dollars from 1960 to 2020. There's a lot of inflationary difference. Yeah, and it's... You know... Pay-per-view buys from 1993 will blow pay-per-view buys nowadays out of the water, but on-demand numbers from nowadays will definitely not compare it to 1970s on-demand numbers because it didn't <laughs> exist. Or, you know, comparing newspaper covers. So we've gone with attendance numbers as our measuring stick. Weekly shows. Good old CWF Florida. Doing always about 500 people every week in their weekly shows. I also took off like mega shows from this list because obviously WrestleManias, you know, yeah. your granddaddy shows, your Starcades, obviously that's always going to be way bigger than what you usually do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> every those are the. And those are the big shows that that the people really, really want to want to see. Yeah, but everybody can do something great. What? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's it's not an average measure of your success. Uh, we talked about Memphis wrestling. You know, Memphis wrestling down there wasn't any good. Uh, January shows from nineteen eighty one doing six thousand five hundred seventy one people in the Mid South Coliseum. So that's a weekly show. They were doing six thousand people every week. Wow. Jim Crockett Promotions, you know, prior to joining with WCW, becoming WCW. Weekly at the Omni, every week. Uh, this is from February 7th, 86, another sellout at the Omni. 10,000 people for a weekly television taping. Not a pay-per-view or anything like that. Wow, that's just... That's, that's crazy. Yeah, so <laughs> very comparable to modern day stuff. Uh, even some of the bigger class shows, uh, going back to the AWA, towards the end of the AWA in 87, Super Clash 2, 2,800 people from the Cow Palace in San Francisco. Uh, but in their, a year earlier when they were really kind of bumping, AWA's Brawl in St. Paul, (laughs) which was, I don't know if it was the headliner match, but a big match of... The rocker, Midnight Rockers, Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels versus uh, Pete Rose and Doug Summers <laughs> for the AWA Tag Team Championship in a year and a half long feud, I believe it was. But yeah, Brawl in St. Paul from Christmas night of December of 86 did 8,000 people sold out wow. the St. Paul Civic Center on Christmas night. How that? Do people even go out out 
No, no you get like eight people no. at your show now. <laughs> you did that. Uh, WCCW, Texas, uh, Star Wars, August 15th, 1982, 18,000 people. Wow. And some bigger ones, uh, Mid-South, Superdome, Extravaganza, once again, Christmas night, December 25th, 1978, 15,900 for the New Orleans Superdome, like, You'd be dropping all the zeros off that number if you ran a Christmas show <laughs> in 2019. Um, even comparing it to like the the heyday of wrestling, you know, the Attitude Era, uh, Halloween Havoc, October '97, twelve thousand four hundred fifty-seven from the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. That was the big Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. That was the fantastic the... barn burner on that one. And if that. I think that was the opening match, right? It was one of the early matches. Yeah, I don't know if it was the opening, but uh, for ECW getting their first ever pay per view, guilty as charged, huge deal in '97, right? Yeah, two thousand six hundred people. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> but even today's stuff, uh, AW Full Gear. I compared twenty nineteen numbers because obviously. 2020, you know, COVID stuff, we're not allowed. So clearly these numbers are going to, 2020 numbers would be terrible. Uh, so we did, I did 2019 numbers. Uh, November 9th, 2019, AW Full Gear only did 8,200. Uh, UFC 238 from June did 16,083 people. Uh, even WWE Survivor Series from November also doing 13,271 even you know New Japan uh, last year's G1 the 2019 G1 night 2 from Budokan Hall 12,112 people uh, so <laughs> and then you get into the more still you know world championships but yeah. Ring of Honors Death Before Dishonor last year in September 2019 doing 2,000 people from Samstown in Las Vegas and PWG Battle of Los Angeles twenty four sorry twenty nineteen from September only did four hundred people. So the idea that the old territories were these little tiny things that didn't draw anybody was gross misrepresentation. Yeah. Uh, and and this is even talking the big like Madison Square Garden Vince Sr. selling out Madison Square Garden every single week. 20,000 people in the 70s. This was hot, hot times. Yeah, and Bruno could do no wrong at that time. Oh, yeah, Bruno's got like a record for like 50 consecutive sellouts of Madison Square Gardens. Yeah, they just kept getting, okay, we need a new, new bad guy, new bad guy. And then they just... Work a work a work a spot and sell the sell the match. Yeah, fantastic. Um, once again, I'm not saying that new wrestling isn't fantastic, and I realize AEW's numbers will improve. They're still a fledgling company, but once again, just the idea that new wrestling is so much better, and just because the raw dollars are much larger, does not reflect 
the accuracy of how many people the popularity because back then it was a like it was a family thing everybody everybody went wrestling was a happening like people who weren't into wrestling you just watch wrestling because that was what also part of that there was a lot less on tv there was like yeah. six channels to watch from. <laughs> or maybe that's just our childhood because we're old too <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> i i remember when you could get the uhf channels <laughs> <laughs> We didn't watch UHF, but we did have a TV with the UHF on it. <laughs> it was the knob that you turned. Yep. And yeah. then everyone lost, and you had to turn with pliers <laughs> after a while. Because the knob the knob always broke or fell off. And then oh, yeah. everyone's dad said, we're, we're just going to use pliers to turn. <laughs> and dad never, ever changed it with the pliers. It was always <laughs> the kids who had to run up and oh, change yeah. the little slotted knob in the center with the pliers. Yeah. And count the number of times you turned it to get to the right channel. <laughs> and if you went too far, you had to go all the way around Because it didn't again. go back. It went in one way. <laughs> it was like a rotary phone. It was the same thing. If you screwed up, you had to start over. Of course, people are going, what's a rotary phone now? Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, we're old. <laughs> At least we didn't use Morse code. Oh, Although no. we still had to learn Morse code, like we were going to need it. Yes, and it's like... When we were children, they still taught Morse code, like it was something you were going to encounter in your actual life. Not not fiscal responsibility. No, you gotta learn <laughs> Morse code. Oh, you don't know how how to open open a bank account. Don't worry, you have Norris code. You can you can signal people at C now. And SSQEC in English class. Yes. <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have to do one of your talk episodes <laughs> before you're done and we'll talk about useless things we learned in high school <laughs> that we were just both we knew in high school were were useless and things we discovered that were useless. <laughs> like algebra. <laughs> Far less uses for algebra than we thought. Yep. A lot of a lot More of kids. Fractions. A lot of kids who learned physics got a harsh wake up call <laughs> <laughs> that nobody cared about. They could calculate shadows. Yep. Like, okay. Unless you work in a forensic unit. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. All right. The physics of motion and back to wrestling. There we go. What a segue that was. <laughs> All right. Uh, November, obviously, a little bit lighter on the wrestling this month. We're still a lot of places dealing with COVID restrictions. Roll your eyes. Insert political comments and rumblings here at your own leisure. Uh, we stay away from that. Uh, please check all events for any kind of listings restrictions some places require masks some do not so please check your local event and local health regulations a few less driving events obviously with november rolling around but a lot more online events seem to pop up so uh interesting new ways that people continue to evolve to deal with the situation and still bring us wrestling uh galley lucha brings us galley versatile 13 on the Fight TV app. Check out luchatv.com 
a lot of big names on there. Mio Moretes, Drago, Aerostar. Uh, a lot of the people who were on the Lucha Underground program, if yeah. anyone who's a fan of that, definitely check it out. And only nine ninety nine for a price tag. Oh, wow. So check that's, that one out. That's really good. Definitely interesting and worth watching. Uh, Saturday 14th at 7 p.m., Venue Wrestling Entertainment presents The Restart... Featuring Little Cholo of Lucha Underground. It is also a drive-in event. It is only $10. However, it is from the Yumi County Fairgrounds in Yuma, Arizona. So there's still some lovely warm weather down there. Not like us up here in Canada. Uh, Sunday the 14th, uh, 15th at 4 p.m. Gangrel's Wrestling Asylum presents We Will Overcome. This is a fundraiser for Epilepsy Florida. Tickets are just fi- starting at just $15. Coming from 1930 Tire Tear Boulevard, Building 13, in Dania Beach, Florida. Featuring big names, of course, Gangrel. Uh, one of my favorite underground hits, the former NWA champion, Kahangas. Uh, oh, wow. Badass. Badass, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> uh, anybody who was a fan of the Great Muda needs to check out Kahangas. Very... I don't want to say uh, very much channeling Muda, though. Very A lot of similarities there. Uh, jumping ahead to the next weekend, Saturday the 21st, the Australian Wrestling Federation will be there at Supernova Perth 2020 as part of the Supernova Comic Con and Gaming Convention. Uh, they will be running shows at 12 p.m., 2 p.m., and 4 p.m. that day. So check it out. Uh, fair shows or con shows are always great because you get to see a lot of more fun matches or a lot of different matches that you wouldn't see on a televised show, per se. Uh, 6 p.m., also on the 21st, Insane Wrestling Revolution presents Gore's Giving. That's got to be one of my favorite uh, holiday-based puns that I've enjoyed for <laughs> the show name in a while. Uh, that is coming from the Robert A. Hutchison FOP Lodge number 113, featuring big-time matches like Johnny Swinger versus Cody Deaner. Oh, wow. And former Detroit Red Wing Darren McCarty will be there. Also, Larry D. will be taking on the War Machine Rhino. Uh, that one's coming from Monroe, Michigan, and tickets start at just $15, so definitely very affordable to check that one out. Sunday the 22nd, Sunday the 22nd, AWF returns with Supernova Perth 2020. Uh, Day 2 once again running shows at 12pm, 2pm, and 4pm as part of the convention. Check that one out. 3.30pm, ARW presents Fatal Feast from the Space Coast Convention Center in Coca, Florida. Featuring champion Shannon Moore and tag team champions The Headbangers and EC3. Oh, wow. So, tickets starting at just $25 for that awesome event. And finishing off November on the 29th, we have an online event. Our good friends over at NSW present History in the Making. This is the 17th anniversary show for NSW. 17 years of giving new talent, uh, such as the Cadet opportunities to showcase themselves so definitely go check that one out uh, i believe it's only 8.99 so definitely very affordable check that one out 
And looking ahead a little bit, December, right around the corner as well. Uh, Barry Wrestling will be having their Christmas social distancing (laughs) (laughs) event. Uh, This will be most likely an online event as well. Check back as well there, BarryWrestling.com. And looking ahead to wrestling, we do have New Japan bringing us the Super J Cup once again. Always a fantastic event. uh, Highlighting and launching many careers. Uh, Jushin Lager, famous winning that one, of course. This year, quite the... uh, a lot of people are kind of bitching this year. Oh, you know, these aren't big stars. The Super J Cup never really was a big star, so it's nice to see uh, a lot of the underdogs in there. Yeah, and go back to where it kind of should it be. Yeah, uh, TJ Perkins in there, hoping to make an impact. I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction and predict Ray Horace this year winning the Super J because uh, my brother predicted it and he was right about the G1. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I'm also feeling Ray Horace. He's been, he's really due to break out, so it'll be interesting to see him do this year. But all the guys in the Super J this year are really on the edge of kind of breakout status. El Fantasmo. Oh, yeah. Chris, since unmasking joining Bullet Club. Yeah. Uh, Chris, Chris, Chris Bay is having a, and, and amazing year. Oh yes, Justin. Justin's pick for the Super J, Chris Bay, gonna do big things. So exciting to look forward to that. And after that is uh, World Tag League, and then we're on to Road to Tokyo Dome. So yeah. I also wanted to mention. <coughs> I don't know if anybody's seen it. NXT UK. I'm a big fan, advocate of that. Oh. Not a usual. For Hawk in the WWE, but NXT UK is very good. Uh, Walter yep. defending the championship against Ilya Dragunov. Huh. If you have not seen the match, or go at least check out the highlights. It's on WWE.com, also on their YouTube and Facebook. Just slobber knocker. Fantastic, fantastic rugged match that everyone will enjoy and there's a point point in it that walter actually looks not worried but not regular walter Ray look like this guy can actually hit no god he just beats <laughs> the i remember saying to my brother man just give the poor kid the belt god alive. it's like there's two or three things i remember watching it and saying man i wouldn't have kicked out of that i just <laughs> like you know what i think we're just gonna stay here you yeah. passed me some ice packs. What? <laughs> oh, the power bomb onto the ring apron. That was it for sure. Yeah. When he hit, I was like, I just would have laid there. <laughs> I wouldn't have. I'd be like, no, that's that's it. We're good. I need my spine. You can keep. <laughs> I don't know about this one, guys. Yep. But yeah, fantastic match. Check that one out for sure. And if you guys want to go back a few years, Walter and. DCL, that that match is on the, the YouTube and it's still awesome. All of Walter and Imperium have been just phenomenal in NXT UK. It's definitely, and if you're tired of divas, oh, then you're in for a fantastic treat there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. All right, keep it real, folks. Uh, 
December might be a bit of a rocky month for talking with Tom. We'll see mm-hmm. how it goes. I do have baby number three, my second, third child, and my second daughter, Scarlett, will be joining us in the middle of December, right before Christmas. So we'll see how it works out before that. <laughs> so we talking with Tom next month might be pushed back until January. Might be, might be abbreviated. Might be. I told my wife that she needs to, you know, I got a schedule to keep, and she needs to <laughs> pop this thing out on time. But oh, yeah, she kind of just threw stuff at me. And, <laughs> and just it, kidding, she didn't actually throw stuff. <clears throat> no, she's a, she's a nice. She but, knows she's not a very good shot, and it's pointless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and December twenty fourth, there is going to be a free Christmas holiday special with. Go hard, pro. There we go. Just yeah, want it. Well, I want to say it. Say it, I think. I think Hold Holden Albright Brendon is doing a fan fantastic thing here. So, go re mark your calendars and check check that out. Until that time, enjoy some indie wrestling. Support your local wrestler. ProWrestlingTees.com. Help people out. There's a lot of wrestlers hurting during this time. Enjoy what's out there. And we'll see you next month. Ish. PM Venue Wrestling Entertainment presents the retard. <laughs> we that that part out. Edit. <laughs> <laughs> like who would name the show that? Jesus. <laughs> this is gotta be PC. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> and three, two, one. Sid vicious it up and go. Uh, day two of the Perth Super. Nova Fuck that one up again. <clears throat> Sid Vicious take two. <laughs> <laughs>